is geared for you to think. Welcome, goddess. Welcome, goddess. How are you, Isadora? I'm good, I think. <laughs> as good as we can be. We'll get, I'll get more, it's all, it's all around cycle, so I will, we'll get, we'll dive into that in cycle time, but mm-hmm. in general, I'm good. Good. Well, How are you? Good. How I feel are like- you, Venus? I feel like I just did a 180 there of like, I was just super rageful and <sighs> Cali energy and all of a sudden I'm like, hi, welcome goddess. <laughs> It's going to come out again. I know yeah, it. Yeah, you're right. And There's going to be triggers. I can't wait. The only thing is I'm not I'm not in my private space to fully be my rageful self, I feel. So um, there'll be some reservations, but uh, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I'll say fuck it and it'll just come out. Like My boo is next to me, so, <laughs> so I'm not in a private space either. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then cool. We're living in our half birth given, half self given name. Mm-hmm. Cunt given. Cunt given. Yes. I give a cunt about that. That means I really care. <laughs> I give, oh, That's the perfect entrance to our topic today. Vocantulary. Vocantulary. I got a lot of energy. Rageful. I love your energy all the time. Thank you. Honestly, part of that rage is major fear and major doubt because of the progress I'm making. The Yoniverse is like, so you want to move forward, right? So here's all this stuff you have to tackle together. Like, all together. Like, don't drop the ball. And if you do, it's cool, though. It's cool. You just clean it back up and then you get... Just clean that shit up and then just keep moving. Just keep moving. Everything's coming at me right now. But isn't that life? <laughs> yes. 100%. So. Yeah, our topic is vocantulary. So what is vocantulary? The language that we choose to use versus the language that we've been subscribed to. Because fuck that. Right? Yes. Cunt all of that. Just slap cunts all around but <laughs> this is hilarious because I know this topic was like a topic I threw out there like a month ago <laughs> and I maybe like a week ago maybe I was giving my six-year-old son a spot check he bathes himself and I come in and wipe the important parts well he says something about being grateful and then he goes oh I love the universe," and I was like that's cool. I think maybe in the past I've been like, oh, I love you. Like, you're so awesome. You're great. And then I tell him like, hey, Papa, you know, Yoni versus my word. Like I made that word up. The real word or name, it's universe. And he's like, but I like Yoniverse. And I was like, I understand that. But outside, like you need to use universe. And I, I, what? Well, I know because he goes to a Catholic school. I want to also make sure that he knows that what the real word is. And so he ends up saying like, well, I think it's unfair that you get to use Yoniverse and I don't. And I was like, 
yeah, like that is unfair. And so I need to think about it. Like I need to think about how I'm going to navigate that, Papa. You've made a very good point. And so I have to think about that. I have to sit with it and maybe get some input from dad. And, and I did, I got some input from my partner and he's like, well, you know, we just talked it out and he helped me kind of get ideas of where to go from here, but I have been sitting with it. And I did tell um, my son that I think it was yesterday, maybe the day before that I am using universe for the meantime, because I don't know exactly how I'm going to, I don't know. I'm just kind of allowing that to sit a little bit and see what feels right because I do see how it's unfair. And if I started suppressing that uh, type of language, I feel like I'm lying to myself. But at the same time, I have to, it's just navigate. It's an, I don't know. It's something new for me. So yeah, it's tricky. <sighs> me, Isa, I'm all about breaking down the mother love and patriarchy and shattering things. So like, yes, on the one hand, it's like, you go boy, like you universe all over the place. You educate those Catholics, because they're very misinformed. <laughs> this is true. This and is on true. the other hand, it's like, yes, okay, let's not stir up the pot and get kicked out of school for, <laughs> like, celebrating the yoni, you know? <laughs> Mother Mary would appreciate it, okay? <laughs> for sure. For sure. She was down. I don't care how innocent and virgin like people say she is she's a ride or die she yes she was down she was bfs with magdalene like this could be a whole other episode but i'm like that was like womb bursting for me to hear that he wants to use yoniverse instead of universe like oh my gosh oh yeah it definitely was but there was also a reality check of you have to give him both sides. That is my truth. And that's something that as he gets older, not only him, but my daughter too, of like knowing what our truths are, like what is our rea- your own reality? And then the collective reality is, yeah, it's universe. It's not Yoniverse. And that doesn't mean I can't use Yoniverse, but there's a time and place, I guess. I don't know. Like I is that I kind of feel like I'm suppressing my Cali energy to be completely honest. Don't. (laughs) Stop it. Right now. I'm transitioning. Our eggs, right? Because we're (laughs) the ovaries. Our eggs need to know that I am not the only one. (laughs) (laughs) You're so right. (laughs) Please. (laughs) <laughs> no no you're not the only rageful one I'm just closeted <laughs> you know I like recording in the closet that's my which you space. have not done in quite some time right because I said fuck it we'll get there we'll have our own private little space where we can record we could be like yo Lisa Lister we're flying you out and she spends the weekend giving a workshop in our women's center. You know, all this good stuff. Yeah. The stuff that we're, we've been manifesting since we've met. Yeah. <laughs> and we're here. All right. All right. Back on track. Back on track. So I'm going to get us back on track here. There is a 
YouTube channel. This dude's all over social media, probably Infinite Waters. And I just looked it up for the title and I already forgot. I want to be accurate. I'm never accurate with the shit that I say on here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm always like, oh, Venus will (laughs) correct it later within the show notes. Okay, secret spells of the English language. So this really like opened my mind up to like the fact that the words that we speak are essentially like spells, right? Like what we speak goes out into the universe and transforms itself in whatever way that is. So if things are negative, negative, it's going to come back to you positive. And also like one thing he opened my eyes to was good morning and how like morning is essentially like a term used for the dying or something you have lost or something like that. So we're starting our day saying good morning. It's not a celebratory term, no matter how cheerfully we say it to somebody. And so that started, I changed to happy rising or grand rising or beautiful rising, you know, and really like being more aware and conscious of the words that I was using. And then that was in a general sense. And then after reading the magnificent book Cunt by Inga Musio. So I'm a thrift books whore and I get most of my books from thrift books. And this book, based on like all my other like feminist interests, was popping up in my recommended. And at first I was like, whoa, there's a book called Cunt. And I was a little like freaked out by it, right? Because it's like fairly negative word in our society and it just kept popping up and it wouldn't go away and so I'm like okay I'm gonna check this out and so I got it and it literally like we've talked about this plenty of times I feel like we need to get Inga like on the podcast or something because of how much we've talked about her book but it was completely life-altering womb shattering juicy amazingness and so that's what really kick-started me, us, the collective into <sighs> dropping the shame that has been placed around our pelvic space simply because we don't have this like external organ dangling between our legs, right? And yeah, so maybe, I'm sure you have, do you have a reflection read? Just as I was showering right before this, I'm like, fuck. I was like, I need to dig up my cunt book. And I wanted it to be where she's describing what a cunt is, like what it is. Yes. And then you pulled out the book and I'm like, yes, I really hope that she is reading from there for reflection read because I don't have a reflection read. But the one that I wanted is exactly probably what you're going to read. That's amazing. Okay, yeah. So I'm just going to read it right now. Perfect. Yes. It's in the chapter titled Cuntist Mystique. Uh, Cunt is related to words from India, China, Ireland, Rome, and Egypt. Such words were either titles of respect for women, priestesses, and witches, or derivatives of the names of various goddesses. In ancient writings, the word for cunt was synonymous with woman though not in the insulting modern sense. Boom. So it's a reclamation, right? And from there, like just from 
reclaiming that word, like so much has opened up. We've created, we could write a dictionary, no, a (laughs) contionary of the terms that we use and like in the context that we use them. It would be hilarious and amazing because it would be pretty big. Like we come up with some pretty fantastic words. Am I right? Yes. And the fact that it fits so perfectly from dictionary to contionary. That just like popped into my mind. When I said dictionary, I was like, wait a second. This is not about dicks. This is about cunts. It's about cunts. It fits so perfectly. The universe is like, here, have this beautiful buffet of language just for your anatomical jewels, you know? (laughs) That'll be the introduction to our cuntionary. Yes. We'll have the foreword written by Inga. It's manifesting. Ooh, I just got all tingly. Okay. That reflection read that you read is exactly what I had in mind and it was what started it all. I, I'm so desensitized to the societal definition of cunt now because I use it so much that when I use it, I'm like, oh, sh- it's okay to educate people, but there's a time and place for it all. I'm not just going to like throw them out like ones on a stripper, you know, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And you know what? Like, I get that too. I'm completely desensitized to the words. I'm completely desensitized to vulvas. Like they're all over my Instagram now, but that's what needs to happen. Like, that's what I hope for my daughters is that like, when they see a vulva, it's not like shocking. Like, (gasps) I'm looking at a vulva, like, oh, you know, like freaking out. Cause like I did that in the past, you know, it was like, whoa, like jarring to see a vulva and it's like dude you wear one between your legs like why are we so taken aback by a vulva right and so when I was reading cunt I did like for a minute have another book on the outside of it so no one could see I wasn't into it yet I was not immersed in that world yet so yeah I would like hide what I was reading as to not offend anyone my partner was like super weirded out by it for sure and my oldest we I think we were like out camping and I was in the middle of reading it and so I was just reading and she's like what are you reading and there was like a thing that came up for both of us because my partner was there too and he was like uncomfortable with me sharing with her what it was which I completely understand because when you learn something and so like I think I don't know for sure I can ask him but like from my perspective it was almost like she's going to learn this word and she's going to start to use it and not get positive responses from that which I completely understand and that's the process that I went through too but then reading the book learning more about it becoming more comfortable with it myself she's never once said it ever it left her mind because she came across that word again the other day and she's like what's that she's 10 so I really don't think that there's much to worry about there, but, and that's the space that I want her to grow up in is that now her first, what can I say? Her first interaction, her first observation of this word now is not a negative one. Mm. Mm. There's no, I mean, I am very open with her about our patriarchal society and that 
you do need to be careful when using this word because it's used in an offensive way now, but this is the origination of it. This is the history of it. This is what it's really meant to mean, you know? And so that is important. It's important to me. It's important for her. Now my partner is more comfortable with it. And I don't think he's verbally like outwardly said it in a positive way yet, but he's texted it to me and you know, baby steps. We're getting there. (laughs) I love receiving stuff like that from my partner just because he recognizes the fact that I love that word and I, what it means to me now. And he, you saw what I posted on my story on my Instagram story. He had taken a picture of a mug that the the handle was the C and then on the mug it was the UNT so together it was cunt and I'm gonna buy it Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love it (laughs) it's on Amazon (laughs) and so um but I love that you shared that you still are very open about the patriarch our patriarchal system with your daughter because I I think that's kind of what it's going to come down to with my son and my daughter of like yeah, you want to use this word and that's great. I support that and I celebrate that. But the reality is that there is a time and place for everything. This is the reality. This is our truth, but this is the reality. And it doesn't mean you have to suppress that um, and wanting to use it, but also be conscious and aware of where you're at so that you can get the most positive give and receive situation. Because if you can give positive education, there's a way to have people be open to something versus saying something that will automatically shut them down. So, you know, it's, it's grace, it's grace and, and learning just people's, it's also like a little bit of having learned network marketing and how to like read people's reactions or how to talk to people, how to be social, you know, (laughs) there's leaders who change the world either positively or negatively that gain the the trust from people simply by the way that they speak. But I think that we are both very graceful with the way that we use it, that we use the words that we choose to use um, because we're coming from a place of love and respect for our anatomy. And that reminds me of the times that we have spent with Pamela from Embody, um, Embody Work LA, which is another person that, I mean, these people that we constantly talk about are going to be guests on our podcast just because they're such big influences in the way we think and journey through our femininity, our badassery goddessness. But yeah, I just, um, I mentioned Pam because when she gives us the old terms to our anatomy, our female, or I should say internal, I love the way Pam says it because it's so inclusive, of the sexual internal organ holders. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, cool. That they were all men's names. And I feel like by using the terms that we choose to use and make up, it holds true to now why these body parts are being renamed to actual body parts and not men's names. Yes. When she's on, we can dive so much deeper into that because she, the way she talks about it is brilliant and amazing. Have we recorded since we went to Take Back the Speculum? We haven't. 
let's share for just like a quick second. Pamela Samuelson from Embody Work LA held a gathering called Take Back the Speculum, and it was bloody fantastic. And the purpose of it was for sexual education for anyone, not just female identifiers. And so, yeah, she like dove into our, I'm trying to like zone in on all the like amazing language that she used, but it's a little difficult. Yeah. Parts of our pelvis that are named after like all these male doctors that (laughs) discovered these parts of the body, like a woman can't discover her own body. And, um, it was so cool. It's the education that we all need from a very young age. And here we are in our thirties, like learning about it. Silly. And then everybody got a speculum and got to explore their internal anatomy and meet their cervix. And we could observe other cervixes and see all these variations of normal. And that is amazing because I realized that my vulva would be very like mainstream porn like in the fact that like my I don't have like big labias or anything like that it's all very like tucked in which is a normal look for like pornography and stuff like that and the majority of the other people there did not they had like all different sized labias and if you don't know what a labia is it's we have the inner labia and the outer labia which would be considered the lips of the vulva and so yeah I've I was like oh I'm actually like not what most vulvas look like you know so it was kind of it was a really amazing thing to discover and it was really just beautiful and I think if we grew up knowing all the variations of vulvas what is it? Is it vaginoplasty? Or I don't remember exactly the term. It's vaginoplasty, which isn't even correct because you're not even altering the vagina if that's really what it's called. But there's a surgery that is the fastest growing plastic surgery right now that cuts off labias to get people to look more neat and tidy and tucked in like mine is. That's like, ah, you know, like, it's great. It's blowing my mind. So I feel like if we grew up seeing all the ranges of vulvas out there, that people would be so much more accepting of themselves and just so much has to change. But it was an amazing event. So grateful to Pam. I know we've talked about it before. She's also the woman who is helping me heal my perennial trauma. And she's just a rad cunt. It's such an awesome gathering because we don't, like you said, in our, here we are in our thirties, which is pretty good because my grandmother, who's almost 80 and so many women, like older women don't even know about their body, haven't discovered, don't know what it does, how it works or, so I feel grateful that I'm here now understanding understanding it all. I was going to mention the um, gallery that destroys all shame because I'm one of those like yeah you kind of just grow up either not looking thinking you're gross and then you look and then I looked and I was like oh my gosh what is this like why am I not 
like the porn because it is all tucked. I'm not all well tucked in and stuff. So seeing all of those variations of normal and seeing how other people speak about their vulvas, um, some with so much gratitude and joy and love and others with so much uncertainty and doubt and fear. And knowing that I'm somewhere in there lets me know that, yeah, we have a lot of work to do, but at the same time, like there's so much power in people gathering like that in a safe space like that, because you see that it isn't all perfect. Like not, there aren't perfect people because even people with tucked in well manicured and everything, um, have their own problems to deal with, you know, of insecurities and stuff. But yeah, it's an awesome gathering that everybody should look into because I know that the quality of sex, sex ed is not or given like that everywhere yeah no our sex ed is an abomination (laughs) i wanted to throw out or mention some of our other words that we use to give more of an idea of how we oh yeah developed this cuntionary (laughs) cuntastic is one that i use quite often but a lot of times like just based off of what i'm talking about and the context like a fun word will just pop into my mind and i'll say it cuntalicious it's pretty much just replacing part of the word with our anatomy, like whether it be womb or cunt or vagina. <laughs> so it's as easy as that. <laughs> Ta-da! Like a whole Yay! episode dedicated to this, but that's what we give you. Yeah. However, <laughs> there is one. Amen. We say a cunt. Instead mm. of amen. Amen. <laughs> I say amen in Spanish, but because it has the word men in it. And we're, (laughs) the whole purpose of using this lingo or jargon is to destroy the patriarchy. Mm -hmm. And which, mm -hmm. you know what, like it's not, it has, the patriarchy has an extremely strong male presence and there are a lot of women that have contributed and have allowed it to get where it is. Right. And thank you for clarifying that because the patriarchy is not, it does not equal men or male, anyone who identifies as male, because it's, it's a belief system. It's a collective way of thinking and living. So Hmm. that's a good way to put it. Because there are so many male allies. And I think now, especially reading more into the feminine energy and the goddess and awakening the goddess within us all being balanced in that yin and yang and the feminine and masculine, understanding that we all need to have a balance and that balance is different for everyone. But if we have more of of that awakened feminine energy, then we're killing off, we're chipping away at that patriarchal belief system because that's very masculine energy. Do go, you know, you competitiveness and that's healthy to a certain extent but it needs to be balanced. So I think that my purpose in using terms like a cunt and woman instead of woe man or woe men, I spell it womb Y-N because it's for me, I hold a womb. So for me, that's, that's the meaning to it. Like it's not anti-men or anything. It's more of honoring of my womb. And it's funny because now that I'm so much more secure in using language like that and speaking to other women, I instantly get 
how do you use those words? Or like, why do you, can you explain to me? Like, and it's really cool because I get to educate other women on why I use certain words. And that's happened just recently. I think it's the confidence behind the use of language. Yes. And that, I love the point that you made that it's not about bashing men or replacing them. It's simply just celebrating the femininity. Like what, because that's a common like defense is like, oh, well, you're like a man hater and you're a man basher. But it's like, why do you have to jump there? Why can't I just simply be celebrating my feminine essence and my femininity and the goddess that's been forgotten, you know? Like it's, it doesn't have to be this like black and white thing and like, it doesn't have to be a negative thing. It doesn't have to be a hateful thing. It's just a thing. It's a celebration. It's an honoring. Like for me, when I use the, the language, it's in honor of the universe because it has to come back. It has to come back. It has to rise up. And people are saying like, you know, the future is female and yada, yada. And yes, that's true. Like we need a whole cunt load more female power in the world. However, it has to be a healing of the masculine too. Not only have women been negatively affected by the patriarchal belief system, but so have men. Like our, the men in the world have so much healing that they need to do too. Like they're completely out of touch with what it is to be like a divine masculine energy, you know? So yeah, it could be <laughs> once again, a whole nother reaching the truth the sacred <laughs> prostitute by nancy qualls corbett just shout out to our girl emily she recommended that book the sacred prostitute and i'll link it and that is such a good book to be reading at this stage in my life and my discovering and nurturing a feminine energy because it speaks a lot to that and how much healing there is in masculine energies or males, like in men. And when you were saying that, it made me think of, made me imagine hearing a man like, man, that is one badass cunt. Like saying it like that instead of bitch or whatever, how amazing it would be knowing that he's using it in a positive sense instead of how it's used today. And I believe that we can, I mean, I want to hold that vision, but that's, that seems like a really large task at hand for it to be the world. I mean, your partner is, is getting there. My partner sends me pictures of mugs with cunt on it. So like, it's just, it's really nurturing that. And I think that comes full circle with at the beginning of this episode, when I was telling the story of my son and the universe and him wanting to use that word, it's just explaining to him that it's okay to want that, but, you know, like teaching him both sides of kind of like you do with your oldest. Um, I really appreciate that because that gives him a balanced view of like, this is what it is for me and you get to make that choice, but this is what reality is out there. So using it to his advantage and to educate others. Yeah. So I wanted to mention just really quick, there are some events that I've been to in the past and they're still held in California. And I'm trying to remember because they were, it was California consciousness, but now they've changed the name of the organization. But anyway, 
there's a guy that I met there named Albert, and he and a few other men created uh, this group called Sacred Sons, and they do gatherings and retreats for men to heal their wounds. He posts videos all the time of these men in ritual just like a group of men surrounding each other supporting they go one at a time supporting each of them in this like deep healing and they're just they're sobbing and they're like just doing the work and it is like womb shattering so I just wanted to share that we can put it in the show notes in case there's uh, anyone listening with a man figure that may want to explore something like that because it's important it's amazing and it's the future like that's another part of the future is the masculine healing what they need to heal as well so that the masculine and feminine can co-mingle beautifully on this planet i feel like it's dna like dna like strands of dna that are like this helo mm-hmm. what is it the yeah um, I forgot the name. Oh my gosh, I haven't done science in so long. Or, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like the, yes. they're, it's kind of like this twisted ladder that you need both of them in order to go up and enhance your life. <laughs> so for sure, yeah. I know within myself, like I am not balanced. My masculine and feminine is not balanced, and I'm super far into my feminine, and I need to work deeper with my masculine. It's on like a personal level and on a planetary level. <laughs> you and me both, sister, on that one. And we've talked about it quite a bit. So. Yeah. You want to go into cycle time? Into what? Th- cycle time? <laughs> cycle time. Cycle time? Cycle time. <laughs> In my coffee for cycle time? <laughs> we should do voiceovers. <laughs> For bulbas. <laughs> I have always thought about doing, because I do some pretty amazing voices, and I've thought about that before, but I feel like it's a tricky industry to get into. <laughs> yes. Let's stick with bulbas. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'm on day 27, which is kind of gnarly for me. I've been going back and forth last month or last cycle was 23, the one before that was 26, the one before that was 27, the one before that was 23. It's like I teeter between 23 and like 26 days, but I feel like I've been in pre-bleed for a very long time, and I'm feeling really gnarly energy just like swirling around my uterus. Earlier, I was thinking of, like, what kind of visual can I get? And I just thought of, like, a beaver dam. And, like, there's all this stuff, like, piling up behind the dam. And it just needs to fucking break and flow. Like, that's where I'm at. Like, what is, what is plugging the flow? Because let's, can we just do this already, please? And, oh, I, I can share my, uh, my discovery that for the last, what did I say? It was six cycles. My bleed... <laughs> is moving backwards in the astrological wheel. So for an average of like two days, we're in like a certain sign. So like we would be in Aries for two days. We would be, and this is the moon I'm talking about, like what astrological sign the moon is sitting in. 
So yeah, last month I bled in Aries. So if I keep going with the pattern, I only have two hours left. <laughs> uh, I would be, if my pattern continued, I would be bleeding in Pisces and Pisces is about to switch over to Aries. And then my discovery is broken. <laughs> so yesterday and today, I'm just like, bleed, please bleed. Like, come on, let's do this. And it's not bleeding, not bleeding. So that's kind of a bummer. That's where I'm at. My boobs still hurt almost every day. And that sucks. How's your progesterone cream helping? Okay, so I've been lagging on that. And it was one of those things where it was like, I'm pissed that my boobs still hurt every day. So you're only, I'm only supposed to use it from day 12 to 26. And then my gyno said that if that doesn't work for a few cycles to start doing it every day. And then also in my personal research, an iodine deficiency can cause breast tenderness and stuff like that. So I've been doing both. I have been doing my iodine every single day. My millennial self was like, fuck this. It's not working. My boobs don't feel better. So I'm going to lag on my cream. Right. But then like the health conscious me is like, you need to give it a few cycles. You can't expect this overnight solution, especially to a hormonal problem. Like get it together. I'm supposed to do it like morning and night. And I think I was doing it just like once a day. And I don't want to have to use the cream every day. I don't want to have to use the cream at all, but I also don't want my boobs to hurt every day. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for being you and for being honest. <laughs> oh, always. No, yeah. oh, always. <laughs> Which can I, this was actually my reflection read and I'll explain why I wanted to read it before going into cycle time because I'm feeling called to. So it's from a text I received from an awesome person. And she says, anyone who claims to have all their shit together and not continuing their self-development work is a fraud. And that came from you <laughs> earlier. <laughs> and that resonated with me because we have a podcast and we come on here and speak our truth. And maybe to some um, listeners, we may sound like we have our shit together. But reality is like, really? <laughs> I would say, hey, we're very professional. We use words like cunt and all these other awesome words. <laughs> we know our female anatomy. <laughs> I guess the, I don't know what it would be in me, but I always wanted to want to keep it real on the fact that like we just show up. I know our last episode about showing up for yourself. Like that's really what it is. We're here showing up again. Like, Reality is, I don't know how I'm going to navigate fully yet, how I'm going to navigate the unfairness of Yoniverse versus universe, you know, like that with my son and you being honest with like, you know, I honestly don't want to use the cream, like the my millennial self and like just being this is reality. Like we're just trying our best, doing our best. I'm on day seven and I'm closing up a bleed and I'm trying my best <laughs> <laughs> so, and I really appreciate you saying that doing that 
you're not a fraud. I do feel like a fraud sometimes because I feel like I don't have my shit together. But then reality, like, who does? Like, some people better than others, but even those people have the challenges all the time. And it's just uh, practicing my emotional muscles. And my cycle does a great job at giving me different hormones to work with throughout my cycle. And on day seven, I'm scatterbrained, as you can see. I'm pre-ov is usually my insecure, doubtful... Not fully in pre-ovulation yet, but I'm closing up my bleed, just spotting and transitioning um, probably now or tomorrow or whenever. And that's, like I said, usually the time where I feel insecure and doubtful and fearful and so perfect as I plan um, to be an exhibitor at an Earth Day event. <laughs> oh, hey, Yoniverse is like, here's another challenge. <laughs> Level up, girlfriend. <laughs> So my breast, my right breast did start hurting this cycle, which is out of the norm for me, but I'm not too worried because it's a discomfort. I should say a discomfort and I don't have any lumps or anything. And however, my family tends to grow cysts in different parts of our bodies. And my mom has had a few cysts removed from her breasts and um, I've had ovarian cysts in the past, and so if it was a cyst, you know, it wouldn't be out of the norm, but just keeping an eye on it and tracking my cycle every day really does help keep me accountable for keeping track of different parts of my body, not only in my pelvic area, but like if my, if our breast, if my breast, our breast, <laughs> if my <laughs> collective breast, our collective breast. <laughs> If they hurt, then I document that or if they're uncomfortable, I should say. My last cycle was 35 days, which is not like it was before when I was in my in like the 40 day range. But I was really happy to receive my bleed. Just kind of like you you said that beaver dam. <laughs> I, that's exactly what I feel. I feel this intense like I feel like a volcano. Like I'm just my uterus is I feel like gas molecules you know how they move so fast in a tea kettle that's how I feel my uterus is towards the very end of that cycle it just feels like there's so much tension so much anxiety building up that when I finally bleed it is like an eruption of just beautiful feeling energy of and I think it goes back to that deep seated fear and relief of I am not pregnant. <laughs> and then just the relief, the hormonal relief of this is a rebirth, a death and rebirth. I have kind of like, I really do feel like I'm starting a clean slate. Like you got a whole nother cycle to discover something else, work on something else or work on the same thing and just strengthen. And that's where I'm at with my cycle. <sighs> All the yes. I resonated so much with so many things. First of all, the consultant on Instagram just went on like a whole thing about pregnancy fear and like how our culture like plays to that in the form of like birth control and like knocking down fertility awareness method as birth control. And basically like you can't trust your body and there's this whole like thing around that. I'm not even going to dive into that right now, but that was amazing. It rocked my cunt, the fact that she was talking about it because it's a really real thing. 
<laughs> pregnancy fear is so real. Yeah, like inter like when you're coming up to your bleed and how like it is so all consuming, like the energy swirling around in your body. And yeah, I'll just be like so anxious and like short tempered. And usually it's my kids who are like getting the brunt of it during the day, obviously. And like, that's my excuse. Like, I just need to bleed. Like, can you guys just get in the car? I just need to bleed. Like, (laughs) that's what it is. Like, I am not even frustrated with you, but I just need to bleed. And that's why I'm like having a severe like life crisis at the moment because I just need to bleed. And that's where I'm at. That's usually my response in plead, in plead, (laughs) in pre-bleed. It's usually my responses to my partner of like, he's like, what's wrong? Oh, I just need to bleed already. Like this needs to happen. (laughs) So I get that. For real. That's another um, language thing is like changing Mm -hmm. our language around our cycles. Instead of using shark week or hell week or like whatever, I don't particularly like the word period either. Like it's a weird word and I feel like it's completely unrelated to what's happening. I don't know. So I really like bleed because that's what I'm doing. I'm bleeding. Like, let's normalize that. Half the world does it. PMS. Like, get the fuck out of here with that. It's not what's happening. My body is in a stage that our society does not honor. So fuck you. Right. I think by choosing to use bleed, you're more conscious to the fact that or to what is going on. So I feel like it's a more empathetic form of, hey, yeah. Can you take over the kids today, like showering the kids? Because I'm bleeding, like my uterus is bleeding. And along with that, my lower back feels this way. And it's not not to say, like, complain about it, but be aware of what's going on with your body and be graceful, ask for help. And if you use bleed and stay conscious to that fact, then I feel like if your arm was bleeding, what would you do? Would you lift something with it? Take care of yourself. <laughs> yes. Today, one of my kids scraped her arm at the park and like everything stopped for like 30 minutes because she was bleeding and we had to go home. Like, (laughs) I feel you. I feel you. You're bleeding. Let's go home. Like, (laughs) We didn't go home. She ended up like getting it together and it was all good, but. Sounds like us. (laughs) Right? Yeah. I want to lay in bed all day with my hot water bottle and chocolate, but I got to get my shit together. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe for 30 minutes. I lie there somewhere. (laughs) Not in bed. (laughs) No, I give, yeah, I definitely give myself like little chunks of time, but. You have to. Yeah. And then I wonder like, how did I do it when I was like in an office or working like full time? But it's like, um, because at that point in my life I was completely closed off from it and right. I was popping Advils and using tampons and like it was blocked from my consciousness. Right. It's crazy because I remember starting to look into this and living around your schedule and that concept was way out of like just impossible for me because how am I going to live around my schedule? But slowly and surely now that you said like we're open to that, you weren't open to it then and now you are and I'm open to it and listening to your body and your womb and what she needs when she's bleeding or just cycling in general gives you 
options of how to live around your schedule. It's not, doesn't mean that you're going to like the old times you go away from the village and you, (laughs) you hang out in a little hut by yourself in a red tent, which I would think that would be awesome. With an elder taking care of you. Oh my God. Massage me woman. (laughs) Medicine woman. (laughs) So good. Will you give us a womb breath massage from afar? <laughs> sure. Are we done? Do we have anything else? Um, share us. <laughs> Please. <laughs> no, no. Like, share us for reals. <laughs> this is my only time I will allow somebody to pimp me is by spreading the podcast. Yes. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> so, drop in with yourself. Close your eyes. Get comfortable with your breath. Put a hand on your heart. Put a hand on your womb. Take a deep breath and send it all the way down to your womb space. Pick up any negative yucky, stagnant energy, and release it with your exhale. Another deep breath, fill that space with light, warmth, love. And have a cuntalicious day. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. It's good for you to think. He was prostate breathing. <laughs> prostate breathing. <laughs> I'm sure that's important. What do you yeah. think?